this. Down there, they were way more energetic. Today, they are out of it for some reason. I don't know why. But let me tell you the story behind that song. Um, Julie Method and I sat down and we picked out this VBS. This is actually an older VBS, but here's the coolest thing. Mrs. Chapman worked with us every Saturday morning leading up to our trip, and we would learn these songs in Spanish. We know that the motions are a little off, but that's okay. And and, and we learned the song, and this was the very first song we learned, and we learned it, and we learned it. And we get to Nicaragua, and we drive literally about 45 minutes from where we're staying at the center, and we drive, and we get off the actual paved roads, and you turn onto a dirt road that I'm telling you is a very, very steep treacherous road no guardrails literally if i were to tell you when you walked out of the church and you walked to the back the end of the church wall was here and there was about a 10 foot piece of land and then it was a straight drop off 300 feet this was a very crazy road but we drove about 45 minutes we get to the church our first day we left on a saturday had a day to kind of relax just get settled in sunday morning we get to church we're all dressed up when we get there And Mr. Edgar's planning to speak, and we're just waiting. And we're waiting, and we're waiting, and nobody's coming to church. Like, it's only us. It's a little awkward. It's a little weird. Literally, an hour goes by. There's nobody here. The pastor's here, but there's no people. And the reason being is because that particular morning, where this village is located, they do not have running water. They do not have a water supply unless it rains. And the town had a meeting to see if they had enough money together to get the water truck to drive up the mountains and bring them fresh water so they would have it for the week. And so we had to wait for that meeting to get over. And then finally the meeting ends and they send a bus down to bring up some people and all seven of them pile out of the van and and they walk into this church. And Pastor Javier gets up and you know what he does? He prays and as soon as he prays, he sings that very song. And it was just like, I was so glad because we got to sing right along with them. I was like, God, you knew exactly what you're doing. Nothing catches God by surprise. And so it was really, really neat to see. In fact, I have a video, I'm not going to show you uh, of it, but of all of our group and them singing that very song. In fact, that was the only song we sang. It was because it was the only one we knew that they knew. And it was just really cool. Well, this morning I've asked several students to come and share with you the church, about what God has done in their life through this trip, maybe something that he showed them on the trip or having come back. And so I'd like to introduce you to them this morning. Our first is a going to be a sophomore at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She's a graduate of Highlands Christian Academy. She's very involved with the youth ministry here at Grace. In fact, two days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, she volunteers her time to come and help me emails, phone calls, clean my office, all types of good things. Um, But Caitlin Wick is uh, going to come and share her testimony. Hello. Good morning. Uh, When Luke first asked if I would share today about what God taught me in Nicaragua, I thought to myself, now this is going to be a little tough, partly because I've always made it a point in my life to avoid public speaking at all costs, and partly because I can't even begin to share with you in this short amount of time the many blessings that came from this experience. So I thought I would just tell you about a few of my favorite memories. I was lucky enough to be one of the few people that went down 
to work on the pastor's house. They sent a couple of us girls to help Mr. Chapman and Mr. Ungerbuehler rebuild the wooden part <coughs> of the pastor's house because it was termite infested and falling apart. And let me just tell you, if anyone wants to learn how to build a house, these two men are the ones to go to because not many experienced builders would have been as patient as they were when it took us girls three times longer to hammer in one nail. And they definitely wouldn't have been as nice enough to show us how to use the power tools. <clears throat> I learned so much from helping to rebuild the pastor's house and had a lot of fun doing it, but the day would get even better when the kids would start to show up for VBS. It took a while for the kids to warm up to our overwhelming welcome, but by the end of the week, each and every one of those precious children were either hanging on us, wanting to take pictures, or tickling you to death. Even with the language barrier, I believe we had an impact on those kids' lives almost as much as they did ours. I think I can speak for the group when I say that a lot of the kids found a special place in our hearts. It was incredible to me that they led such simple and underprivileged lives, yet were so grateful and happy just to have the little that they did. I expected to come back feeling privileged to have what we have here in America and hopefully not take it for granted as much. But while in Nicaragua, I realized much more than that. God showed me that not only the stable roofs over our heads or the iPhones in our hands are the things we should be thankful for. We are lucky to breathe every breath God allows us to take, and he has an ultimate purpose and plan for every minute we're still here on earth. There's a reason that each and every one of us woke up this morning. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I believe we should ultimately be glorifying him with the time he does give us. And I feel blessed to have done that with this great group of people in Nicaragua. So thank you so much for supporting us as a church. Thank you, Caitlin. I, I don't know if any men would have uh, the patience enough to teach you girls to use power. So I don't know if anybody's brave enough to teach you guys, but those two men, and they did a great job. The next student that I would like to have come speak, uh, she is a student here at HCA. She's been part of our youth ministry for since I've been here, uh, but she's now taking on some more roles. She's part of our youth praise band. And um, I'm excited to have her come speak. She had the opportunity of having her dad on the trip with her. And so would you please welcome Bethany Chapman this morning. Hi. Um, this was my first time actually like leaving the country. So I was like kind of scared because I didn't know what to expect. And Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, like, third world countries, you're going to be, like, so devastated and everything. So I was, like, expecting, like, the worst possible thing when I got there. And, I mean, it was kind of like that. But when we got off the plane and, like, we were driving, like, seriously, the homes were, like, just put together with, like, anything that they could find. There's just, like, tons of metal, like, just, like, little pieces on top of big pieces, like, to patch up holes and, like, it was just crazy. And, like, I just remember thinking to myself, I was like, somebody actually lives there. And, like, my home is, like, way better than that. And I remember, like, feeling, like, really privileged that, like, I live in America and that my home is, like, way better. And I actually have running water. And, like, 
we don't have to go through all those struggles. And I just remember, like, laying in bed and, like, thanking God that I have such a wonderful family and, like, I live in America. And I just pray for those kids every night that have to go through those things. But, like, the kids weren't, like, all down in the dumps or anything. Like, they were, like, really happy. And, like, I mean, they were a little standoffish when we first got there. But, like, they just wanted to be loved and, like, I don't know, they just were so happy all the time. Like, you would never know that they lived, like, in a little hole in the ground or something. Like, I mean, it was just crazy. And, like, they would come to church, and they would be dressed, like, super nice. Like, there's one kid who had, like, this Hollister shirt, and he had his jeans, and it was all tucked in. And he had his hair gelled up, and he just looked really cool. And I was just like, wow, like, the kids actually really care about their appearance when they come to church. And, like... I know sometimes I get annoyed when my mom, like, tells me, no, you can't wear that to church because that's not dressy enough or something like that. But, like, you know, you just look at the kids, and you can tell that they had pride, and, like, they actually had that to wear to church and that they were happy that they could wear that. And I don't know. It's just, like, such a cool feeling. And um, getting to play with the kids at the VBS because I got to do, like, the worship songs and everything. And, like, when you call them up, like, on the first day, we would be like, oh, do you want to come sing with us or something? Like, all the kids would shake their heads no, and nobody was doing any motions or anything. And you'd just be like, wow, like, they don't really want to be here. But, like, at the end, like, tons of kids were coming up to the front, and they were all, like, jumping around and super excited. And, like, I was just like, wow, like, despite what they have to go through every day and, like, not having water, like, I don't know what I would do, but they definitely had a smile on their face the whole week. And it was just awesome. Um, there was one little kid who definitely holds a special place in my heart, and his name was Brian. And I remember when I first saw him, we were playing soccer down in one, um, by their school, and he was on top of the hill and where their school was, and he was running down the hill, like, super fast. And I was just sitting on a log, and um, I was just watching him. There's, like, a bunch of bushes, and he was just jumping and jumping over the bushes, and I was like, wow. I was like, the kid's so, like, sweet, and I don't know. He was really small, and he just looked so cute. But then he wiped out, and <laughs> he tripped over a bush. But, like, literally it took him two seconds to get back up, and he grabbed his shoes and his water bottle, and he came running over because we were organizing the next game, and he didn't want to miss out on that. And he just wanted to be a part of everything that we had. And, like, he wouldn't let you pick him up, which he just wanted to, and you just wanted to, like, hold him and be like, I don't know, but... He just wouldn't let you pick him up, and it was, like, really sad because I was like, I just want to hold you. But at the end, I managed to get a picture with him. But, like, he kept, like, coming behind you, and he would tickle you, and then he would just laugh. And then um, at the very last day of VBS, I got to play with him a lot, and I would swing him around, and then he would, like, get all dizzy, and it was really funny. But <laughs> um, mainly, like, when we went there, I just saw, like, a bunch of, like, homes that were, like, horrible, and you'd think, like, wow, like, people here must be, like, really, like, mean or something. But, like, when they would come out of your house and just greet you, like, like we were working on getting dirt out of, like, the side of the road. And so, like, but anybody that passed us and, like, little taxis or on a bike or anything, they'd always, like, slow down and, like, look at us, and they'd always say, hola or anything. Like, they were super nice to us. And I'm, like... Wow, people here, like, I mean, you wouldn't really stop at the side of the road and say hi to someone digging dirt, but, like, 
even like when you go to a store or something like the people that work there like kind of mean and I'm just like the people didn't know me at all and they had a smile on their face and they were saying hi to me because they knew what I was doing but they were thankful for that and I just thought that was such a, a cool thing and I'm very blessed that I got to go on this trip and I was happy to have my dad there and that was cool even though I didn't get to work with him but we definitely made an impact in the kids lives and I'm just so thankful that you guys supported us and that you definitely prayed for us because that was definitely a big part of the trip and thank you Great job, Bethany. Uh, the next person I've asked to speak, when I found out they were going on that trip, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous. I was a little taken back. One, he's a lot bigger than I am. But two, he is crazy. And I love him for it. He has become a joy in my life. Uh, I make fun of him every chance I can. And uh, he is a blessing. I will say this. Before the trip, he made a poor decision to do something with his brother. He's laughing because he knows it was a poor decision. But he never once complained. Every one of our kids worked extremely hard. And I'm not talking like, hey, they you know, shoveled a couple pounds of dirt. I'm talking tons. I'm not kidding you. They moved 100-pound bricks like they were nothing. They worked. And this young man never once complained, bleeding blistering, just grotesque stuff. But Dakota Briscoe was a joy to have on this trip, and so I've asked him to come share. So you please welcome Dakota Briscoe. Hi. <laughs> well, I'm going to be a little nervous, you know, talking in front of people, but we'll get past that. When Luke told us about going to Nicaragua, I was a little nervous. I was like, this should be fun. I mean, it was my first time out of country. And when we got there, I was I was amazed at how, like, bad these houses were. But these people just lived, like, they were cramming people in these houses that you could fit, like, two people, but they fit a family of five. And they lived with what they worked with, I mean. But when we were working, Pastor Javier... He would just work, and he'd go crazy, and he would, he would not complain, and he was out in his, like, dress clothes that he'd wear to church, wearing dress shoes, and he was mixing concrete with us, putting up panels on the roof. I mean, like, I just, like, it just makes you think that these people really do, are grateful for what they do and stuff. Another thing is, like, these people worked with, like, school buses, and they crammed people in these buses. Like, they had people on the roof. Like, these people were just, they had to get places, and they were, like, cramming people in these buses. They had people hanging off on the sides. Um, and the kids, like, kids were a blessing because like these kids were coming walking miles just to get to VBS with us and play with us and stuff. And like these kids were dressed nice like Bethany said, like tuxedos. And, <laughs> I, it was just, 
I'm going to be honest. One kid came in. He was all dressed up in a tuxedo. I was like, geez, these people really are excited to come to church. And it's not even like it's cold there. It was pretty hot. And, like, they're hiking up these huge hills just to get to the church. I mean, like, we complain when we have to drive in a car. These people are walking. And, like, it was just, it really makes you blessed for what we have. It really is. And I'd like to thank all you guys for supporting us and praying, Lord. And that's about it. <laughs> the next student uh, that I've asked to speak, again, a student of Highlands. She's small, but she's a pistol. And she's really mean to me. But that's okay. I know I have to be the bigger person. For once. Would you please welcome Jenna Sullivan. Can you hear me? Okay. Can you see me behind this? Everybody? I'm really short. Um, okay. Well, first of all, this trip was like amazing. Um, if you ever have an opportunity to go on a missions trip like this, I mean, I think Luke's talking about maybe doing it again next year. Um, I'm really excited to see these kids again and see like how they grow up and maybe see how they changed. Um, but one thing that happens on this relation or on this relationship, I just read that um, on this trip is that you bond with the people you go with. It's so different. Um, I knew all these people, so it wasn't like I didn't meet any new people, but I never really knew them as friends. Um, or close friends at least. And the last two weeks since I've been here, I've been hanging out with Brooke and Zach and Dakota and all them. I've been hanging out with them like every other day. And it's just different because I've never really hung out with them um, unless I've seen them at school. But um, the main thing I learned about this trip is um, I learned it's not all about us. It's about, it's about the main reason we went there, uh, which was to help with the church and help with these kids, and these kids are so generous with the little that they have, and I feel like we are more greedy than them, and we have, we want the newest iPhone, we want the newest shoes, we want the newest clothes, Um, and they're just generous, and an example was um, this little kid, Fernando, was was one of um, mine and Brooke's favorite little guy. Uh, He was one of the ones who always wore Hollister shirts, but um, he, the whole week, he was wanting this little silly band that we'd give out after, um, after what you had, story time, and one of the rotations, and we'd have review questions from the lesson we learned the day before, and you, so if you answered it right, you got a little silly band, and he um, always wanted one the whole week, but he was really quiet, and he never really sang with the songs. But at the end of the week, he finally blossomed, and he was singing along, and he finally got a silly band. And um, at the last day, we were saying our goodbyes, and we were hugging all the kids, and he gave me a hug, and he handed me a silly band to give it to me. And I just thought that was really cool because he's been wanting this silly band all week, and he actually gave it to me. Um, And so that's what I really learned um, when this trip is that it's not all about us, and it's not all about – it was the whole reason we went there – was to help with the church and to um, teach these kids about God and what he um, can do in their life. 
And that's about it. Our last student, just real quick. Uh, again, another student here. Uh, if you ever have a trivia question, you ever have something that needs to be answered, you don't need um, Google. You don't need Ask Jeeves. You don't need any of that. You just need Bryce Ungobuler. And so would you please welcome Bryce Ungobuler. Hey, I'm Bryce. Um, uh, the, the time down in Nicaragua, it was an experience, that's for sure. Uh, I've never actually left the country before this, like some of these other people, but I've never actually left the East Coast before this. I mean, I've been up north to like Washington, D.C. and stuff, but never left the East Coast. So this was a bit of a travel for me. And um, I was the way it was described to us, I was expecting like, uh, like everyone to be like really skinny and stuff and like, like just like no food at all or something. But the way they eat, they're actually, they, they're not actually skinny because they eat like tons of beans and stuff. So yeah, that was our diet most every day. It was like rice and beans every meal and stuff. So it was interesting food down there. The food was good though, where we were staying. So it was nice. And, um, but while we were at the church, um, just, what I saw, like, how much we take for granted. Like, I didn't spend a whole lot of time down at the pastor's house, but from what I heard, as they were taking off the old boards of his house and putting on new ones, the pastor would save some of the rotted boards. Like, as they were trying to throw them away, he would say, no, 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 don't, don't, don't get rid of those. They're, they're still good. Like, some of the rotting boards that weren't just completely destroyed, they were still a little bit hanging on, he would keep them and save them for something else because they could still be used for something. And when we were making cement, like some of us had to make some cement to pour in the back of the church to fix some boards and some beams and stuff. And we had to go get water from there. Like, I wouldn't call it a well. It was just like a big hole, concrete hole in the ground that collected rainwater. And it was probably the nastiest water you've ever seen. And that's the only water that they have up on the mountain. That's why they were having problems with their water because the city had stopped pumping water up to their, ha had not sent water up to their town on the mountains. So they had no water except for that dirty water that was collecting by the rain. So, like, some of these people just, they, even though they have so little and nothing, they just love what they have and they spend so much time caring for it. They take so much pride in what they, in what little they have. Like the pastor, he always asks the people who are working there, do you like it? Does the house look good? Is it good? Do you like it? Because he wanted to know if they liked it because he takes so much pride in what he had. And as they were saying, the kids would dress up. Like we even told them one day to wear clothes because they were going to get wet because we were going to have like a water balloon fight and stuff and hit them with water. And they still wore their best dress clothes to VBS like they would wear their best clothes to hike up the mountain and then get wet and then walk back down the mountain. It was just incredible how much they take pride in the little stuff that they have. And it was a really eye-opening experience. Thank you. Thanks, Bryce. 
it was a privilege to work alongside each and every one of those. And, in, and here's the deal. We would like to show you some of the work that we did just briefly. I can't show you all. We were only allowed three cameras to actually take pictures. And in those three, we have over 1,300 pictures. So we can't show you all of them, but we'd like to show you a couple of them. So would you please draw your attention to the screen and just take a look. I want to share one thing, two, two things. If you could throw my PowerPoint up there, I would appreciate it. These kids talked about the group of people, those kids, and just them doing everything. But something hit me on the last day. We did major work projects, and you would have been able to see a bunch of them. We changed the roof on the sanctuary. We restored the foundation of the church. We added two concrete pillars to the church. The uh, pastor's house was completely like torn off, put up, then torn off again, put up. Uh, Mr. Ungerbuehler, Mr. Chapman, they cut the board three times, and it was still short. And it just—it was a lot of a lot of work, including the work we did at the center. We did a lot of work at the center painting. But here's what hit me the last day. We had finished our VBS and we had, we had stopped and the kids had already started. We'd said our goodbyes. The kids had already started walking back down the road, back down this mountain uh, to, to go to their homes. And we had to stay. The, the pastor's house, they were finishing up some things and uh, putting the finishing touches on the door and, and windows and stuff. And they were closing up. And we had been about an hour waiting for them to finish us, kind of loading the bus and After about an hour, we finally got down, started driving down the road. And as we're driving down the road, we've been driving for about 10 minutes. We would would pass a a, a group of the kids that had just been at the church walking. We'd drive another 10 minutes. There was another group of kids. These kids walked a long distance up a mountain. You know, you've heard the expression, when I was your age, I walked to school, down a mountain, up both, whatever. You know what I'm talking about, up both sides. Uphills both ways, exactly. That was before my generation. My point is this. They wanted to be where we were. That they would walk, literally some of them, 40 minutes just to get to where we were. Pastor read Psalms 84. If you have your Bibles, just quickly, Pastor, can I have two minutes? Two minutes. Psalms 84. Here's what he says. He says, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. He says this, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. And I began to think, the Lord laid it upon my heart as those kids were driving in the van and we're passing by them, saying goodbye out the window. this, This brought, God laid this on my heart. Luke, how far would you go to be with the Lord? How far would you go? Watch this. Now, how far would you walk? I don't have to walk. I can drive. But I don't even have to do that. I can meet the Lord right in my own home. How how far would you go? He says, my soul longs. You know what the word longs means? Anybody? Deeply desires. Do you long for anything? What do you long for this morning? Anybody? What do you long for? I got some things that I think people long for. This is what I think we long for. You ready for this? I think we long for money. We long for cars in a nice house. People long for that, don't they? Man, I just want a house to live in. I just want money to, to have to be able to support my family. Just a car that's dependable. People long for those things. Some people don't just long for those, but they long for this. They long for a family and a relationship. 
I know lots of people that long for that. There's some other things that people long for. You ready? They long for friends, acquaintances, acceptance. They also long for job security, retirement plan, my 401k, it's safe, security. People long for that. And then I was thinking, man, how could I, how could I hit the church right where they're at? How can I meet the church this morning? What do you long for right now? Here's what I think you long for. You ready? Steak. Oh, go to the next one. Steak, french fries, ice cream. It's about that time, isn't it? It's about that time, right? You're like, Luke, be quiet. We got to go. What do you long for? The psalmist said, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. He says, my heart, my heart, it's everything inside of him. It's who he is as a man. He says this, it's his character, it's his mind, it's his intentions, it's his morale, it's the makeup of him. It says, everything that I am, my heart Then my flesh, it's his skin, it's his body, it's his physical makeup. He says, it longs, yes, even faints, my my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. What about you? Do you long for the Lord? Do you long for a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Skip down to verse 10 and then I'll close and turn it over to pastor. But he says this. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. He's saying, hey, listen, I'd rather be a servant to the holy God and stand, lay, fall prostrate at the threshold of the door of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. O Lord of hosts. How blessed is the man who trusts in you. For me, I've been out of the country many a times. I've been to Nicaragua many a times. But here's what the Lord put on my heart at this trip. Luke, do you long for me? Do you desire me above anything else? Do you desire my will and my word? Luke, would you rather be a doorkeeper for me or would you rather be accepted by the world? Hey, church, what do you long for? Do you long for Christ? Man, I hope you do. God, I come before you this morning. And Lord, it is my desire that you would consume me from the inside out. And God, that you would manifest yourself daily in my life. Lord, I thank you for Grace Baptist Church and I thank you for their commitment first and foremost to you. Lord, I thank you for a church that believes in missions. Lord, I thank you for this team that you put together. I thank you for the relationships that were forged, but more importantly, I thank you for the work that they did. I thank you that, Lord, we had the opportunity to make your name known 
known among the nations. And Lord, that's my desire. Lord, to make much of you and less of me. Lord, I love you and I thank you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.